brought to you by Run P. Yes, thank you, Run P, for sponsoring this. Put that on your app. The words and thoughts of, of this podcast do not reflect Run P. Oh, my God. Excelsior, and welcome to the fifth episode of Navigating the Multiverse. I am your friendly neighborhood, Nick Job. Hey, everybody. I'm Jason Soto. How's everyone doing today? Hi, Nick. How are you? Hey, Jason. I'm goodish. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it's better than <laughs> baddish. Rather you not be baddish, I'd rather you be goodish. So I'll take that. I'll take that any day of the week. Boy, our banter is on point. Man, let me tell you, you can bottle this chemistry. This this, this, this banter is radish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I got an email from the last episode uh, about how I just jumped into the ad after I introduced myself. So I'm trying to ease into it now to appease people. So I apologize to any who I offended. So I'm bantering with Nick and saying hi and being warm and welcoming. And then I'm going to slam into the ads. Okay, here we go. First ad. Hey, you know what's an awesome website? Rabbitholepodcast.com. Why is it so awesome? It's the home of this very podcast and other podcasts. Do you like podcasts? You must like podcasts. You're listening to one. You can go to rabbitholepodcast.com. Check out a bunch of others. There's so many podcasts. People ask me all the time, why do you have so many goddamn podcasts? And I say, shut up. You're just my therapist. Okay, so there's a comedy podcast. There's a Doctor Who podcast, a board game podcast, a bunch of movie podcasts, a horror podcast. So many podcasts. It's amazingly awesome and cool how many podcasts there are. So rabbitholepodcast.com is where you want to go. Uh, if you are finding this out in the wild, you should definitely go check that out. Now, I got a second ad. Nick, I got a question for you. Jason, I have an answer for you. How much does it suck <clears throat> when you go to a movie theater, you're watching a movie, and then like 20 minutes in, you're like, I got to pee, but I don't want to miss anything? 42. Okay. <laughs> That just means that really sucks. That's basically what Nick is saying. It sucks when that happens. And you don't know when it's a safe time to go to the bathroom. You might miss something. Uh, You you might be like, okay, I I can't wait two and a half hours for this movie to end. I have to go now. And then when you walk back into the theater, you hear everyone in the theater laughing or gasping uh, because something amazingly funny just happened or a big plot – uh, point just happened and you're like damn it I missed it I ah, damn you bladder damn you to hell how do we solve this problem I ask in black and white because these things seem to happen in black and white according to infomercials I watch at 3 a.m. why you can use the run p app what's run p it is an app you can download onto your phone 
And uh, you can then uh, go to the movie, pick the movie you're seeing, and the app will tell you what time during the movie you can go use the bathroom and not miss anything. Uh, you know how some movies have these really boring expositional scenes where they're just like character development, character development. Who who needs all that bullshit? You can go pee during that part and just come back when like shit's exploding left and right. This app will tell you when is a good time to do that. Now, for example, for the movie we're going to be covering today, The Eternals, I used this app uh, because I heard it was about a two and a half hour movie and my bladder is the size of a chickpea. And I like to drink when I watch movies. So, of course, I have to go to the bathroom every 30 minutes. So, what I did was I went to the app. I bought up bought up the Eternals. And they detail, you know, hey, about 24 minutes into the movie, uh, when uh, this scene is happening. Uh, I can't remember the first scene that happens in the app. But when this particular scene is happening. Oh, it's a scene on, on an airplane where... Um, Kamal Nanjiani is talking to uh, the kid, and they say, hey, this is a perfect time. You can go to the bathroom. You're not missing anything during the scene. That's when I went to the bathroom. I, they, the app, you can set it up to send a vibrate uh, so you're not interrupting the movie theater with you know ringing or anything. It'll vibrate, and then uh, it's all in black, so you're not having a bright light in the middle of the theater, and it'll say, Now's a good time to go pee. And then you go pee, you come back in time, and it even tells you what happens during the part you went to the bathroom. So it is an amazing app, and uh, they are sort of unofficially sponsoring Rabbit Hole Podcast. And by that, I mean we're not getting paid for this, but we're kind of buddying up to sort of help each other. Because in case you didn't know, there was a pandemic that happened, you see. It took out a lot of the world, and uh, movie industry got hit the most. And this is a app that relies on movies, and so now they're kind of in a tough spot. So they need all the help they can get. So we're going to talk about them. We're going to promote them. We're going to boost them up. So go download the RunP app right now. It is on for Android and iOS. It is free, and you will never miss uh, an important scene again. Run P. There you go. That's my ad. Download it now. Damn it. <laughs> I want that I want the, I want them to take that part. I, I want them to take that part that I just said, download it now, damn it, and put that in the front of their app. The, the first thing you see when you load up the app. It's rabbit <laughs> hole podcast. Your, <laughs> your face with like a spiky border around it and you just pointing at the camera. <laughs> download it now, damn it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ooh, we're gonna give you're gonna get we're gonna get paid for this anytime soon because of that. All right. Look forward to it. All right. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm done. For for today, uh you you already uh mentioned part of it. We are going to do a deep dive into Eternals. Yes. Uh and then the third and fourth episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. But before that we have yet another trailer mm-hmm. that is yet another tie-in to No Way Home. This time, Morbius. Who the hell are you, man? I am Venom. I'm just kidding. It's Dr. Michael Morbius at your service. Yep. The end. <laughs>
I don't know anything about Morbius. I don't know anything about the character. I don't know anything what he does, what his power. I thought he was like the Marvel version of Batman for a minute because he did the the <laughs> Sonic thing with like I can see things and it was like a combination yeah. of Batman and Daredevil. <laughs> That's what I got out of the trailer. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it, it, he's a vampire. Uh, he's uh, Morbius, the living vampire. Mm. And um, he is part of Spider-Man's uh, sometimes enemy, sometimes like kind of works with him, you know, anti-hero okay. type. Okay. And uh, that's that's about all I know. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I've I remember. Like a year, year and a half ago, they made this announcement. Like Jerry Leto is gonna play Morbius, and I'm like, who's Morbius? Like they're really like, you know, going for these kind of obscurish comics now, aren't they? Like they ran, they went through the big ones, and now they're going to the, to the to the tiny Marvel uh, properties. Well, Sony uh, is trying to do a bunch of spider-man's like rogue gallery but as their own individual movies so you know that they, they're having this one uh they're doing a uh craven the hunter uh, of course venom and uh i think at one point they were going to do like a black cat and silver sable movie but i think that got canceled mm. um yeah they're just like taking a bunch of his bad guys and making like franchise films out of them i don't know if that it's to build up to like a sinister six that like never happened but there's going along with it for now okay okay um so let's talk about the giant theory about how this ties into no way home, possibly, and okay. or just a Spider-Man, because prior to the tr- the official trailer that dropped a week ago, there were all these like people. I don't know if they saw it like at a Comic Con or something, and they were like, "Oh, look, here's a picture of Morbius looking at the Daily Bugle." And then you look at the Daily Bugle, and they talk about Rhino and Black Cat and whatever else, and then it's like, "Oh, that's gonna tie into you know the like you know Rhino ties into the Andrew Garfield." Spider-Man, uh, Black right. Cat. We haven't been introduced to yet, uh, and I feel like there was like one more they mentioned. I can't remember who it was. And then Michael Keaton Actually, shows uh, up. Black Cat. Uh, was it Felicia Hardy? Is the girl's name? Uh, she was in Amazing Spider-Man Two. Andrew Garfield. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Black Cat character was not, but her. The alter, you know, alter ego identity yeah, character yeah, yeah. was. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I just did not catch up on that. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, we got the inclusion of Michael Keaton, who was Vulture in the uh, Tom right. Holland Spider-Man. So that that just makes all this very interesting. And the quips about Venom. And Venom. Yes, that's right. He mentions Venom. Yes. Which I thought was funny. I actually like that part when he he said that. That was, was kind of um, cool. Yeah, well, there's also, I didn't notice it in my initial walkthrough, or a watch-through, but uh, near the beginning of the trailer, like, one of the guys, the agents or whatever, is like, uh, man, we haven't seen this much action since San Francisco. Oh, which yeah, 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 yeah. is about Venom. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I have no idea how this is going to tie in there. It's clear. They're all tied together like that. You see Raimi Spider-Man here. You see uh, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man here. And you see the Tom Holland Spider-Man here. Mm-hmm. Plus Venom, which just connected to the MCU. Right. So, And then, of course, Michael Keaton, which ties to the MCU. So it, it's just all like, are they variants? You know, mm-hmm. how much how much are variants going to play into all of, I mean... I think I guess that's the question with uh, even No Way Home, which is, are they going to be variants of the original characters, or are they the original characters? Oh, good point. Good point. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, the trailer, they just threw everything at you, and then it's like January 2022, and you're like, damn it, that's still like two months away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's uh, I, for the movie itself like separating it from the mcu connections mm-hmm. um it looks like an average mid-2000s b horror movie <laughs> okay i you know what i can see that i can see that you're right that trailer did come off as as that i don't think it looks bad but no I, no not at all i'm looking forward to it but um yeah, and I, I, does it just me or did, did it feel like kind of like Doctor Strange's story a little bit? Like, because he's like he's a doctor oh, for doctor. one, and then he's got something he needs to cure. You know, like you know, in Morbius he has like some weird disease, uh, and then he goes to some length to to go fix himself, and then he gets superpower somehow. Like this is just Doctor right. Strange story, no, just with someone that. else, <laughs> just somewhere else. Like <laughs> speaking of Marvel things that feel like other Marvel things, uh, we're gonna get into that in a minute when we get to Eternals. Okay, but do you have anything else on Morbius? No, I'm I'm just very I'm just very curious since uh, Jared Leto was playing a vampire. Did he get into the role by sucking people's blood and onset? That's, right. that's all I'm just curious about. Did he send bags of plasma to each of the <laughs> cast and crew? And it's interesting how we're we're getting like people that were both in DC and now Marvel movies. It's like it's like we're making a slow, you know, transgression of, you know, and or it goes the other way too. Like, you know, James Gunn did Marvel, then he went to DC, and then Jared Leto was DC, and I went to Marvel. Very interesting. I just got to point mm-hmm. that out. <clears throat> That's all I yeah. got. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it does. You know, it was postponed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the trailer came out like a year ago, or the initial trailer. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, between that and then the whole, you know, bat thing right right yeah uh so yeah because you know he's clearly getting his powers by being attacked by bats yeah see that's what i'm saying i think this is supposed to be marvel's batman (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's basically how i look at it which is funny because we're going to talk about marvel superman in a minute here but we'll we'll get to that when we get to that (laughs) right so uh (laughs) let's let's go on over into that then we're going to talk about uh, the newest Marvel movie, so spoilers ahead. Yes. It's time for Eternals. We're Eternals. 
We came here 7,000 years ago to protect humans from the deviants. Why didn't you guys help fight Thanos? Or any war, all the other terrible things throughout history? We were instructed not to interfere in any human conflicts unless deviants are involved. By who? Yes, there will be spoilers. We are going to dive deep into this. So if you have not watched it yet, pause this thing, go watch it, and then come back. Make sure you finish it, though. Don't leave us on. Don't leave us hanging. Don't leave us hanging. You got to watch all the way to the very end of the credits. Yes, because we're going to be talking about that, too. We're definitely going to be talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> Do I got things about that? But yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, Let's go. All right. Now that you're back, uh, I hope you enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Because I know some people haven't been. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's just get it out of the way first, Jason. Mm -hmm. Did you like it? Um, I did. I only just liked it. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like pumping my fist in the air like, yeah, that was an awesome movie. Like it did like for most of the other Marvel movies. Um, This one I thought, you know, it it felt like a very fancy Marvel movie like you know this is like like this is gonna be a criterion pick in like five years <laughs> like this is how it felt to me <laughs> uh, I heard somebody or I've, I've seen it in a few different places actually uh, it described as the MCU's first DC Snyder movie there you go. yeah I could see that too <laughs> yeah it was just like I don't. I don't want to say it was too serious, but it was like somber. I think like that's the best way. Yeah, like the mood very, was somber. Yeah, you you have some like comedic stuff there, especially with uh, was it Congo, Congo, Congo? Oh yeah, Kamal Nanjiani's character. Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense because he's a comedian, Kingo. so it would make sense. Kingo. Yeah, Kingo. Yes, and yeah, I think he was um, the best part of the movie. I'm just gonna say that right now. I, I can actually, you know, get behind that. Uh, him and his uh, valet. Yeah, Dave yes, both of them were. Yes. <laughs> um, no, they had definitely had the most personality in the movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. Everyone, everyone else was like you said, very somber. Mm -hmm. It was very uh, quiet. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, art, very artsy style. Uh, not that that's a bad thing. It's just not something that's been done a lot in the MCU. So no. it's kind of their first foray into that. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. For the record, I similar, I liked it. Um, I do think it had problems. Okay. But I do uh, like the movie as a whole, and I would watch it again. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's the worst MCU movie. No, not by a long um, shot. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll get into more details here in a minute. Yeah, but um, did you? So you didn't know anything about the Eternals, like going into this? No, I've never heard of them. I don't recall ever seeing a comic book in the store. I don't recall hearing these characters before. I knew nothing um, until this was announced. Like, what the hell is that? Like five years ago when they announced this shit. Um, right. And I follow Kamal Nanjiani on Twitter because he's a funny dude. He's a very great comedian. I, I've been a fan of his for a long time. 
And I remember him announcing, like, hey, I'm going to be in a Marvel movie. I'm playing this character, and it's a very diversive. And that was kind of, like, the big thing about this movie, right? Like, it's a very diverse cast. Um, right. Because they got, you know, you know, a bunch of Indians and Asians and, you know, you know, African-Americans. And it was, like, a good, like, British. mixture. British. and And then white. And then, yeah, absolutely. It was, a, you know, that was kind of, like, the big thing at the time. Uh, and then the director, uh, who I don't know, um, I had to look up her IMDb as she does a lot of fancy movies, which makes sense now, now that I said that. She just won an Oscar. <laughs> she just won an Yeah, she won an Oscar just this past year, I think. And she makes all these very, like, deep movies, and then she's doing a friggin' MCU movie. It's, it's, it's a very strange, um... Not parallel was the word I'm looking for. Transition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they, so when I got out of it, my thought was like, if the rest of the MCU movies are comic book movies, Eternals is a graphic novel. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Like yeah. that, you, you know, it has more of a feel, not as dark as something like uh, Watchmen, but you know that kind of it has more of that vibe than like Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's definitely more serious, except for the you know the Kingo stuff. Yeah. Um. And uh, but yeah, it's it's hard to describe really, which it's funny because you know you see all these critics talking about it and saying how it's uh definitely different it's something ambitious it's unique within the mcu and but not really describing why but that's because it's hard to describe why yeah it really is um it it it, yeah it, it i we can't i can't put into words why it feels that way it's just something you have to kind of experience and you have to kind of see yourself um once you're watching it it's it it if if you knew nothing it does it's beautifully shot absolutely but if you knew nothing about any marvel movies and this was your first one um you would be very confused because you'd be like i thought these were popcorn corny ass blockbuster or shoot 'em up movies and I I feel like I need to go cry after this one. Like like what's I'm so confused. But at the same time <clears throat> at the same time they like you don't need to have any connection to any other MCU movie in order to watch this one. It is yeah completely on its own. I mean, you know, it mentions Thanos and all of that. So right, it'd be right. better to have like an idea of like the snap. Because uh, that does play kind of a central role in the things that happen. Yeah. But, uh, like, it's not the characters, they're not, like, all connected with this one. Um, you know, kind of like when Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Like, it was its own thing. Yes. And I think uh, Guardians is going to be a frequent topic uh, today because <laughs> it's the closest thing to compare this to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the plot we haven't even talked about the plot yet no not yet. but essentially the plot more or less is the same plot as guardians of the galaxy volume two when it comes down to it a celestial plants a seed in the earth and wants to explode the planet to get more power <laughs> okay 
Okay, yeah, you're right. I guess that is. Yeah, I guess that is similar, isn't it? I didn't even think about that, honestly. But you're right. That is exactly what happened. <laughs> Good point. Um, uh, so it, it's a nonlinear movie. It bounces all oh, around yeah. time. Yes. Um, for over seven thousand years worth of movement through time. Yes. Uh, from like 5000 BC Mesopotamia when the Eternals arrive on Earth mm-hmm. uh, through like the present day. Yes. And, you know, throughout the movie, they choose certain scenes basically to give the audience the backstory they need for like the upcoming scene or the scene that just passed, mm-hmm. usually connected to something that just happened. Yeah. Um, but, uh, now we're gonna be getting into some spoilers here, yeah. Because the biggest shock to me that I had two huge shocks here for the the plot of the movie. Okay. Plot point number one is Selma Hayek fucking dies <laughs> at the very beginning of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was surprising to me too. Uh. Like, you see her for maybe two seconds of, like, the opening flashback and, uh, like, comparatively for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, her character's dead. And right. the rest of the movie, the, the it's like the catalyst for the movie. Like, you, they're kind of sent on this mission to figure out why she's dead and what's going on and blah, blah, blah. Um, but the trailers make it out to be like, she's like one of the main characters, if not the main character. Well, um, because you know, it's, it's like you said, it's nonlinear. So it's kind of like a little bit like how like Pulp Fiction did, like they killed John Travolta in the middle of the movie, but then he shows up at the end. So they kill off Selma Hayek, but then they go back to, you know, all the other times in history when the Eternals were yeah. around and you were there with Selma Hayek. And then, you know, I'm not trying to jump ahead or anything, but just saying we see how she gets killed. And so then and then it's like, oh, okay. So, you know, she's still throughout the movie. It's just not in a linear sense. Right. Um, I I did hear. Now, I don't personally have this complaint, but I did hear the complaints of people who were like, um, you know, characters die before you get to know them. So, mm. like, their deaths mean nothing. Oh, yeah, to, yeah. Like, I'm not emotionally invested in these characters is a really big one that I've been picking up on. Yeah. Uh, which, to a degree, I can understand. Um, I still liked the characters. I I understand the emotional connection side. Like, you know, it's no emotional connection to, say, like, Tony Stark or oh, you know, yeah. whatever. But... And that might be why people are saying that because they're thinking yeah. of Tony or uh, Steve Rogers and and all them. So it's like then when you know Sama Hayek gets killed in this, we're like, well, we don't know her character. Um, right. I will say, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping ahead again, but when um, uh, Gilgamesh and again spoilers gets killed, mm-hmm. I was a little upset because I liked his character. He was kind of cool. He was a yeah. badass, and uh, I, I really liked. I kinda- I, I liked him in the movie. I was bummed when he got killed. I kind of saw it coming. I was like, this seems like a character that's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it made sense, but I was, I was still like, oh man, he was cool. Mm-hmm. I liked him. Uh, yeah, no, he was a good character. I liked him too. Uh, same Angelina Jolie's character wasn't 
in the movie much. I mean, she was around, but she wasn't like a. Yeah. She had like she had like a twenty minute segment where she was like kind of the focus, and then it was just like oh, she's kind of there. That's my one complaint was her character. So okay, yeah, I want to dive into this. So they set this thing up where she, throughout periods of the movie, she gets kind of unstable with her power. Um, so she plays Thena, who is, you like know... God like God dementia. The, yeah, <laughs> basically. But she plays Thena, who is based on... Uh, who is Athena from... That's the thing about these people, is they're all based on, like, Greek gods or whatever. And so uh, so she's Athena, but she's really Thena, the, the A, you dropped the A. They made that joke in the movie. Um, and so she's the, the god of war. And so she, during these times, she just kind of loses it, and she starts attacking the Eternals. And, you know, she's so powerful that she could, in fact, take them out. And so Gilgamesh uh, is, like, the only one who can kind of calm her down. And there's this part where they realize they have to kind of split up and they kind of do their own thing for, like, thousands of years. Uh, Gilgamesh and Thena kind of go off to, like, Australia, I think it was, to kind of just chill. Um, so they set this whole thing up where she keeps freaking out and she loses her herself and she's going to, like, attack people. And then Gilgamesh gets killed. And so I'm like, oh, shit, now... It's about to hit the fan because, you know, the dude that normally can stop her isn't there. And then it just, like, that whole thing just dissolves and doesn't go anywhere. I thought that was going to be, like, an important thing later on. I thought that would have led somewhere. But they just, like, dropped it and it just it just fizzled. And I don't it, – it, that, so well, that's my one complaint about that. And so one of my biggest complaints <clears throat> is actually connected to this. And it's that lead deviant – uh, that actually is the one who kills Gilgamesh. Yes. And like mutates. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this subplot throughout the movie. It's act well, it's really kind of the main plot for a while. Um, which is there should no be more no more deviants. The deviants are these mutations, these monsters mm-hmm. that were created, uh well, I guess spoilers, created by the celestials. Yes. Um and the Eternals were thus created in order to keep a balance with them, more or yep. less. Yep. Um, and so they had killed all of the Deviants on Earth like 500 years prior to the present day. Uh, and now they're back and they're like mutating or something because they can like heal now and uh they they seem to be different and they don't know why they're coming back there's one deviant in particular who is kind of kind of the lead deviant of the story and the one who keeps like changing the most and mutating and getting more powerful mm-hmm. he's the one who ends up killing gilgamesh and then he fights thena in the climax of the movie and it just gets killed and that's it it's like you were building up to a way better storyline that got like cut out of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause then, cause he starts being like, you've just hunted down and killed our people. Like, you know, you start hearing from the deviant side and how they're just kind of victims. Mm-hmm. And 
then that's all just like <laughs> and at the end of the movie yeah like he just comes in to help fight and then they start fighting him and then it just turns into a revenge story yeah yeah it's almost like i am legend for for a minute there yeah <laughs> For real. <laughs> Spoilers for I Am Legend, I guess, but I, it's like, what, 20 years old at this point? <laughs> right. You should have seen it by now. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that really bugged me, that that it just kind of went nowhere. That that whole deviant subplot just became pointless and nothing and mm. just went absolutely nowhere. Uh, they didn't do anything about the deviants after the end of the movie, they just it just kind of fizzled out and they were like all right they'll ignore that now um so that was my biggest complaint uh and i you know the real plot with the celestial so basically what i was comparing it to guardians of the galaxy was celestial's plant a seed inside certain planets yes and then once those planets get to a certain population it can feed and birth a new celestial from that planet yep and but then like everybody dies so they sent the eternals to earth in order to get rid of all the deviants there so that the population could flourish yep. but then the snap happened and got rid of half the population, so it's like everything stopped. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. And uh, then the unsnapping um, happened, and they came back for the blip. Um, so many names. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the vanished. <laughs> um, you know, they come back and that like triggers the birthing process, basically. It just, it puts the earth into ca- having contractions. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, this whole thing is like a, is like an allegory for pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> abortion? Does that mean there's an abortion at the end? <laughs> yeah. Basically, that's basically um, what happens. So, and then, yeah. And then uh, the one dude just makes a big giant hanger. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you're cutting uh, that out, aren't you? You're cutting that out, aren't you? <laughs> no, are you going to lead in with that? One of the two. One of the two is going to happen. Either you're not hearing that, or that's the first thing you're going to hear before the episode begins. I'm going to call <laughs> it right now. <laughs> uh, or just Jason. that part of you saying it, but cut out the actual thing. <laughs> Cut out the abortion joke. Oh, I said it again. What are you going to do? <laughs> Just keep referencing it randomly throughout the episode so I have to leave it in. Exactly. I made a giant hanger abortion joke. Oops. <laughs> oops, all abortion hangers. Um, what are you going to do? Oops, all abortions. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Um, new topic. The words Can I? And thoughts of Jason Soder do not represent. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that in so long. That is so refreshing uh, to hear. I have not heard of that in so long. Okay, new topic. Can we talk about how much of a dick Icarus is? That's a spoiler as well. But I, yeah, this fucking guy, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> um. So 
uh, Icarus, and yes, that Icarus, the one with the wings and flew close to the sun, which I I I I was the only person who laughed in the theater when that ending happened. They were really (laughs) on the nose with that one. (laughs) Very much so. Yes, (laughs) I'll get to that in a second. But okay, so again, we're we're in spoiler territory, so. Uh, throughout the movie, we're with this Icarus. He seems like he's like the lead guy. You know, he's like the main Superman. He's but yeah, he's basically Marvel Superman. He can fly. He can shoot lasers out of his eyes. He seems, you know, you know, he can't get killed or anything. And uh, he was dating the lead girl, um, Cersei. Cersei, who <laughs> when I <laughs> when I realized who the actor playing Icarus was. And then I noticed that Kit Harrington was in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So much Game of Thrones references in this. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. It's um, so weird. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get back to Kit Harrington because we'll probably save him for the end. Yeah, that's fine. Cause he also was, he did not invest a lot of time in this movie. He was yeah. two minutes in the beginning and then two minutes at the end. And that's basically all the Kit Harrington you get in this movie. That was another issue. The trailers really made him out to be like a central part of the movie. And same with like interviews and stuff. He's like really central to like everything. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he's he's maybe, maybe in like 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah, if that even. Um, oh, damn, what was I going to say now? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he, he's a human. Well, at least he starts off as a human, I'll just say that. Um, yeah. Who's dating Cersei, and he doesn't know her secret that she's an eternal, that she's been around for thousands of years. Um until they get attacked at the beginning of the movie and she has to use her powers to sort of save, you know, everybody. And then he finds out. Uh, and then... So he kind of knows. Did he kind of know? <laughs> did he? I thought he was very clueless until she used He kind of knew because it, Sprite seemed yeah. to have told him stuff. And oh, yeah. Like, okay, uh, that's right. That's well, I believe right. you now. That's right. I, I forgot about Sprite because, like, Sprite was, like kind of underused in this movie. Like, you know, she was there, but, like, I felt like she didn't do a lot. I, f- I feel like. I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I, I you know, I completely forgot she, she was, was there for that scene. Um, <clears throat> I, I really liked the uh, Peter Pan description. <laughs> yeah. Exactly what they were going for. Oh, totally. Uh, because it's just, so they basically described Icarus as Peter and uh sprite is tinkerbell sprite is tinkerbell yeah and so she's like secretly in love with him but yeah. she can't have him and now she's angry and wants everybody and dead. you know sprites you know you watch the movie you know sprite is basically eternally a child or like yeah. a teenager i guess really um and i guess even yeah i guess even an adult eternal getting it on with a teenage eternal is probably frowned upon i guess they're the same age. I don't know. That's a whole other level. I don't want to get into right now. Yeah. Um, but okay. So anyway, yeah. Kid Harrington. Back to Kid Harrington. Yeah. So he's barely in the movie. Once the main plot happens, he disappears, and she goes off on the adventure to basically get the band back together. That's basically what this movie is. It's just the, tr- the literally, it, it's 
two and a half hours long and two hours of the literally two hours of the movie is just getting everyone back together. together yes absolutely now uh so icarus he dated cersei for like centuries and then they broke up and he he basically gets ex-boyfriend um uh doubt or remorse and he wants to get back with Cersei but she's with Kit Harrington's character so what's a woman to do um and so the writer's solution to this is let's make Icarus a giant dick and let's have him find out uh by talking to Salma Hayek and her telling him hey the planet has a celestial in it and it's going to blow up and we got to stop it and he's like no, we're going to let this happen. I'm going to kill Selma Hayek, and then I'm going to try to stop the Eternals from stopping the Celestial uh, from not existing and let this happen. <clears throat> and that's why he's a dick. Yeah, so the, the conflict basically is when a Celestial is born, they can go off and create new like galaxies and planets and yep. like million, thousands or millions or whatever of new life. And if you stop the celestial from being born, you're potentially stopping uh, you know, millions of other opportunities in your lives that could come up. It's mm-hmm. again, it's a giant abortion mm-hmm. metaphor. <laughs> yes, very um, much so, yes. And uh, it's I can see a lot of people also having issue with that. What giant hanger being used to? <laughs> I told you I was going to do it. <laughs> I, I believed you. <laughs> no, um, yeah, you're yeah, but I'm. That's like the least you know problematic that I've heard people say. The main thing right. was just how slow the movie was, yeah. which I I kind of concede to a degree. Because I'm not a fan of slow movies either. There's very few that I enjoy. I don't know if people just didn't like Cersei. I like Cersei well enough. Oh, yeah. I root for her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. Now, Uh, I don't know if she should have been the leader. That was kind of odd. Like, I... I, Because, you know, the beginning of the movie... So, she discovers Salma Hayek's body. And uh, Salma Hayek was the leader of the group. And this involves having, like, a giant orb implanted into your chest. And so the orb left Selma Hayek and went into Cersei. And then they're like, you're the leader now. But I never got, like, a leader vibe, which I think might have been the plot of the movie as well. That might have been the point. But I was surprised that was the direction they went to. Um, and I think that also is what fueled um, Icarus as well. I think I think he wanted to be the leader. And he might have got pissed off. And then he got pissed off even more that he has to stop his ex-girlfriend who he's pining for uh, because she wants to basically uh, help dig the hangar into the planet and scoop out the <laughs> Celestial. I, t- I told you. I told you I'm sticking with it. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's going to be banned in Texas. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We abandoned Indiana as well, so there's there's 48 states left to go. <laughs> we'll I don't be hurting. Know. If I, here in Texas, if I'm if I'm found out to have been a part of an abortion, I could get like bounty hunted. Yeah, yeah. You might have to go on and run. <laughs> you might have 
to go on the run. You might have to move to California. <laughs> so they're all coming here. <laughs> okay. Um. So um, that's Icarus. I was not a fan of Icarus. I'm just gonna say. I uh, yeah. He it, again. It was the same vibe as uh, what's his name from uh, Watchmen, like the. Um, Ozymandias or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got big vibes out of that, too. Yes, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, you know, not same, you know, kind of the do-gooder Superman style, but he's very, uh, what's the word, pained. Tortured? Mo- you know, tortured, mopey, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> emo. Emo, yeah. <laughs> it's listening like to my bloody Valentine, got the hair going. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but I agree. Like I, I didn't hate this character. I get what you're saying, but uh, yeah, I thought it it was okay for the story. Um, you know, and the, all of the characters really had different viewpoints on the whole situation, which is really interesting. If they had had enough time to get into that. Um, because the movie spent so much time, basically the entire movie is just introducing the characters to you, having a fight scene after each introduction Mm -hmm. and then moving on to the next character. Now, Um, uh, I want to talk about Druig. Oh yeah. Cause I thought there, so I like, I felt like the movie wanted him to be like the dick in the family. With the whole, you know, I I can control because his whole power is he can, uh, kind of take over the minds of the humans and make them kind of do his bidding, which I think is hilarious. And he ended up being a cult leader. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh out loud when they went to was that South South America, and he basically just had a cult. He was basically Jonestown, (laughs) Jonestown. (laughs) That was awesome. But but I but I, I don't know I. I I sort of half understood where he was coming from because he spent so many years on this stupid planet watching all of us stupid humans do very stupid things and he couldn't do anything about it. And that would frustrate me as well because, you know, I'm the kind of person where if I see a problem, I want to be the one to fix it. And I'm here watching these stupid ape things invent weapons and kill each other. <clears throat> and I can't stop them. I'm being told by my boss I can't stop them. And that has to be very frustrating. So I completely understood where he was coming from. And I, if I had his power, I would probably do the same thing. I would probably make a cult of myself and go off into the rainforest. <laughs> So it's probably a good thing I don't have superpowers. You all would be in big trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had. Uh, I wasn't sure what they were do- going to do with his character or not in the movie. I, but I agree. You know, you're, I think you're supposed to kind of be on his side. He's just really angry about it. Yeah, yeah. And he, but you know, his heart is obviously in the right place because he's doing. Uh, you know, he wants to save the humans and he's just 
furious that he's not allowed to which brings me to a point it's something i didn't think about while watching the movie but it's something that i saw brought up in a review uh that actually makes a little bit of sense it still isn't a movie killer for me but Hmm. i well in one aspect it crossed my mind but i'll get to that one in a second but why would the celestials make these eternals with powers that seem to either be contradictory to their mission or are like, wait, what? Okay. So for example, Druig, his sole power is to control humans. Yeah. And he's told he's not allowed to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why and that's what I'm is saying. he on this mission? That had to be so frustrating for him. Like, <laughs> so frustrating. Um, and then you have... You know, like Cersei, who really just can transfigure things. Yeah, mainly water, it seems like, but other things. Yeah. But other things. Um, but she, she turned a lot of things into water. Yeah. Or rose petals. Or rose petals, yeah. Or sand, I guess, too, technically. But sand, it seemed yeah. like it was mainly water because um, she gets stabbed at some point in the movie and she ends up turning the knife into water. Um, which I don't know if that's going to yeah. close up the wound or not, but you know, whatever. <laughs> so there's <laughs> right. that. Um, um, and then, yeah. then there's, there's also the other eternal, you know, some of the other ones, like the, the really fast one. Why is she deaf? Um, like now I, I heard one reasoning behind this, which is, uh, she's deaf because, uh, she needs to be able to go so quickly, like past the sound barrier that she can't be allowed to hear that or something. No. Uh, you know, it would hurt, it would hurt oh. her. But, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense, I guess. But at the same time, like, but she's an eternal. She's basically like, like a God. Why, why can't they just say like, Oh, well your ears are immune to those noises. Like, so... you know, I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm like, uh oh, the woke police is here. But I think they're just trying to, like, hey, we got our first deaf Marvel character. Look at us. And, you know, now we got this other guy who's our first. Well, I'll just say out, uh, <laughs> out and proud, uh, gay superhero. But I, that's even questionable because, like, isn't like Loki supposed to be like gender fluid? Yeah. yeah, but like everyone, no. But I've been reading everything. Like these headlines are like the Eternals has his first gay superhero, blah blah blah. And I'm like, what about Loki? Like he's he's been macking on guys and girls left and right. Like what the hell? Right. <laughs> so it's weird. It, I don't know. It's weird. Um, but I I think that I think I honestly I think it's just a. <laughs> it's a meta thing uh just to be like hey we have a deaf superhero and we have a gay superhero and you know we have an indian superhero and so on and so forth i that's honestly and you know i'm not that kind of person i that's but i really do think that's what they were just trying to do they were just like here you go we're we're woke we got we got you a deaf superhero and we got you a gay superhero and and, Which is and, weird because <clears throat> actually they're coming. Uh, they're going to introduce a character, I think Echo, mm-hmm. um, and maybe Hawkeye, and mm-hmm. that's a deaf superhero. So I don't know. Like 
are they really separating uh, the shows and the movies? Is like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I I have no idea. Um, so. Anyway, uh, what other characters haven't we talked about yet? Uh, pff, let's see. We we touched on Sprite a little bit. Uh, according to Wikipedia, she's actually twelve. I thought she was to be a little bit older than that, but apparently she's twelve. So I can kind of see that being a problem. <laughs> You're just internally twelve. Like that. Oh, that's gotta. Gosh. That's gotta suck. I have um, a twelve-year-old girl. That would be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, the what the hell is that? I don't know what his name. The guy who invented all the stuff. Uh, oh, uh, fastest. Yeah. Now. Him as an actor, the actor I'm a fan of because he's from the show Atlanta. I don't know if you've ever seen Atlanta. Uh, he is wonderful on Atlanta. I love this dude. He is amazing. I want to see him in more stuff. And I was very happy that he was in this movie. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> and, um, yeah, I hope I, I hope we see more of him. I really dug him. And he, too, had an interesting arc because his whole thing was – he wanted to invent all this stuff and help humans advance. So, like, he's in like the you know the twelve hundreds inventing a combustible engine, <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 that's too advanced for these people right now. You can't do that. Um, and then he and he's the one who invented the uh, the atomic bomb. And then he when he's at you know Hiroshima, he feels terrible about it. And so then he turns his back on humanity, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is an interesting arc because he's, you know, trying to better mankind, and then humans are just fucking things up left and right, and so he's just like, all right, screw y'all, I'm just gonna go start a family and use my powers to fix my kid's bike, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which is what he says in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, I liked the character. Um, I thought, you know, he was another one that had a really interesting story arc. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he is, uh, the character is gay, is married, has a son. Son, yeah. And though, you know, he's all like, nope, I can't help. I'm not going to use my powers to help. And then the husband walks in and he's like, uh, I want you to. Like, yeah, just okay. just do it. Like, just just do it. Um, <laughs> like, really, you don't want to help your family? Yeah. Oh, I love too the cover story. Every time they they they're introduced to in front of somebody, they're like, "Oh, friends, friends from, from college." college. <laughs> <laughs> I really love that. That was cool. Uh, okay, yeah, that's most of the characters. Um, yeah. Uh, well, and then we you know we mentioned him, but Kingo. Oh uh, yes, yes. You know he's a like a famous Bollywood actor. Yeah. It's like great grandfather, grandfather, father, and him. But yeah. It's really just him the whole time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was cool. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, his valet who knows he's an eternal and has been with him for like 50 years. Yeah. Um, you know, follows him around trying to document. There's a funny <laughs> running joke where he just keeps coming back with more cameras, cameras after they get broken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, I like these two. These these were probably the highlight of the movie. Is these two? I'm very glad. But they they, but they were at in one there. point. He's just like, nah, man, peace, and like leaves, and just leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then doesn't, and then 
just comes back at the very end of the movie like nothing happened yeah. like they're just like you abandoned us at the end of the world um, yeah that's true but the same thing you know similarly with repercussions sprite you know goes bad she breaks bad <laughs> yeah and uh you know joins icarus for a little while literally <clears throat> stabs cersei in the back Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, Cersei is just like, you know, best friends with her again, and like nothing ever happened. And then even Cersei uses whatever was left of the. So okay, so so let's kind of dive into that before I get to, into what happened to Spray. So they they contact uh, uh, Fastos and they're like, hey, we need to stop this Celestio, and he's like, I can invent this machine. It's called a Unimind, where we all join together with our minds and then we can stop the celestial from coming out from basically he events the giant hanger that goes into the earth and, and abhorts the celestial he basically events the hanger <laughs> you gotta use it <laughs> and so um and then this is where the split kind of happens <laughs> hey man move to california that's all i gotta say um so <laughs> <laughs> so so they all have to kind of coming g- for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I live in a red state too, man, all right? So relax. Um so he um <laughs> I'm all distracted now. So that's where pe- that's where people kind of split, like you know, the, the characters because they were like, "Well, no, we don't want to do this." So Sprite and um, Icarus was like, "We don't want to do this," and um, uh, uh, Kingo didn't want to do it, so he left. And so then they're trying to get to this, like the <laughs> I'm not gonna go that far to this volcano uh, where the uh, the celestial is gonna give birth. <laughs> I am holding a joke in so hard right now. <laughs> I'm already in trouble for the abortion stuff. I'm not going to make that joke that's in my head right now. Um, <laughs> dude, I had like a rough week at work. and This is my first podcast in like a week. So I'm sorry you're, the, you're getting the blast of all of it. <laughs> I'm very sorry. But <laughs> anyway, so... They vent this uni mine where they all join. For- They're basically Voltron in a way. Like they all f- join forces right. to to stop the celestial from uh, popping out of the earth. Is basically it. Uh, that was exhausting. <laughs> popping out of Mother Earth. Yep. Yeah, and then Sprite's whole thing. She. Uh... Ends up basically becoming human so that she can age. That's and... where I was trying to get to. Yeah. So yeah. so Cersei ended up because she was a leader soaking up most of the power of the Unimind, which prevented the Celestial from being born. <laughs> and then she had a little bit of the power left over. And Sprite was like, I don't like being a kid for internal. So she's like, I'll make you uh, a human so you can age, but you're going to die at some point. And she was like, okay. Wait, hold on. Did did she just use stem cells to heal something? <laughs> We're going to lean right into it, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Nick Job. She did use stem cells to, to heal somebody. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh shit! This is the best episode of this podcast ever. I love it. I'm putting this one on my resume. This is the one I'm putting oh. on there. 
brought to you by Run P. Yes, thank you, Run P, for sponsoring this. Put that on your app. The words and thoughts of, of this podcast do not reflect Run P. Oh, my God. All right. Um, so, okay. We need to get to the ending. We need to get to the ending stuff. We need to get to the ending stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh well, before, before we get to the ending, I, I want to bring in another thing. Okay. Did Fastus, at some point in the last millennia of whatever, invent the Ten Rings? Oh, see, that's what I was wondering because... They, he invented something similar that they used they for look, the Unimind. They look the same. Yeah, yeah. and that that has me wondering. I they had that has to tie in somehow. I feel like it has I mean, to. It was too similar. Yeah, I mean, at one point it shows like five rings up an arm. Yes, like, yes, yeah. I have to wonder. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't touch in on that or. Maybe they'll do that in the inevitable sequel that they tease at the end. Right. Uh, but that's so... a good. That's a good question. Yeah, I I want. I did wonder that myself when that part came up. I was like, "Ooh, is this like the Ten Rings from the you know the last movie?" But they never mentioned it. They never said it. They never showed it. They just they just look like it. I guess I don't know. But yeah, I'm with you on that. I th- I think I think that would be very interesting if they went that path. Okay, so. Before I think we should get into the two credit sequences. Now. Yes, 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 um, yes. But first up, before we get into the first one, I want to say now, I also did not know a lot about the Eternals going into this. Uh, I but I did some research, which is kind of unfortunate on my part because that made me realize how much of the Eternals' backstory from the comics they changed in the movie. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, and it it was quite a bit. So basically, in the comics, the Eternals and and the Deviants were both basically mutations from humans. They mm. they were just altered, experimented on humans that just split from that evolutionary path. The mm-hmm. X Men came from this as well, which made me think, oh, they're going to use the Eternals for the X Men mm. or the Celestials or whatever. Okay. Um, but they completely changed that story um, and instead made them from some non-planet. Um, and there's millions of them and they go all throughout like the universe. Um, yeah, they, so they completely changed where they're from, what, how they were created and all that. Um, yet they still kept in Thanos' brother. Yes. Thanos' brother. Um, so at the end of the movie, all of the Eternals are either dead or split up. So well, you, you have... Well, there's yeah. this part where Cersei was making up with Kit Harrington and was like, hey, so I'm back, and we need to talk about our relationship, and he's about to drop some secret. And then um, their boss, who we didn't really talk about very often, uh, Ersham, Ersham? I don't know how I'm saying that. I'm oh, right. yeah. Um, he was the one that created them and created, you know, uh, he's a celestial and he's the one that created the Eternals and the Deviants. And, uh, he told, you know, Cersei about the plan about, you know, the earth birthing 
uh, the Celestial and stuff. So he finds out that they stopped the birth of the Celestial. And so he um, uh, picks up, but he doesn't pick up all of them for some reason. I never really understood that part. Um, he picks up um, uh, uh, Cersei. Um, uh, uh, I need to look at these names. I don't know why. Um, he picked up Cersei. Fastos uh, and um, why Kingo? I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. So she, so he picks them for some only them and leaves the rest on Earth. Well, Sprite's now human, so probably that's how she got the pass. Um, but well, who, you know, there's no, there's nobody else. Oh no, I guess Angelina Jolie. No, Angelina Jolie. No. Yeah, no, she, she... was in space. She she was with uh, Cersei, Spr- Fastos, no, Kingo um, are dragged into space. No, yeah, Athena Athena was on Earth. Um, the deaf chick. Sorry yeah, to call Athena. her that. Huh? Oh, the deaf chick. I I could have sworn no, the deaf chick, uh, Druig and Druig and Athena were all in the spaceship. They all they're left. in the ship. They left Earth. Oh, they left Earth. Okay, see, I didn't pick up on that oh, okay that's why they did okay okay i gotcha all right i thought they were still on earth i got it okay that makes more sense now anyway yeah so uh <laughs> thena um uh kingo and um the other dude <laughs> uh get picked up by uh Arshium, uh and says they're gonna be punished or something and then the rest of them they're on a the ship. They're looking for them to try to figure out where they're at. And then um, we get an entrance uh, by a troll who calls himself Pip. And I was very ecstatic because he is voiced. I figured you would be. He is voiced by my favorite comedian of all time. And I don't know why it took them so goddamn long to use him in an MCU movie. But Patton Oswald is the voice of Pip the Troll, uh, and he introduces Eros, uh, the brother of Thanos. Who also announces that he is also a Celestial, which maintains the, the comics lore that Thanos is also a, or I mean, a, a, an Eternal, not a Celestial. Okay, uh, yeah, an yeah, eternal, yeah, yeah. That, so, Thanos is also an eternal. eternal. Yep. Um, but Thanos also had the reason he looks different than his brothers because he had a deviant gene. But that mm. goes against the plot of the movie that they couldn't help unless there was a deviant around, which yeah. Thanos would have been kind of. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I I don't know how they're going to go about explaining that. Um, I don't know. Without putting themselves in a plot hole. Yes. And as we know from watching Doug Walker, plot holes are not good. That was a deep cut. That was a very deep cut for your internet nerds. Good luck Googling that. (laughs) You're definitely going to go down a rabbit hole. Speaking of rabbit holes, that's a rabbit hole and a half right there. (laughs) Um, Okay. The last scene. This is the one I knew shit all about, and I had to look this up myself. I didn't know anything about this. Um, oh yeah. About so Kit Harrington, he 
teased it before the movie ended, saying that he found out his family's problematic or something, but never got to explain. Uh, we see him open up an, uh, an old chest, and there's a sword. And then there's a voice that says something about, are you ready or something. Um, yes. No idea who the voice is, unless you know. I do. I don't. Okay. I, I, I kind of figured you would do more research than I did. So please, please explain this. I love to hear it. Okay. So uh, just to kind of get into everything, uh, Kit Harrington, uh, J- John Snow's character is um, <laughs> basically uh, he becomes a hero, anti-hero type character called the Black Knight. Um uh. And they're going to be kind of bringing him in, I guess, along with characters like Moon Knight when they do Moon Knight uh, in the TV show. Mm. Um, And, uh, you know, this is kind of those more darker, kind of supernatural type heroes. I think Black Knight's one of those. Okay. Um, And uh, (laughs) that's the Ebony Blade, the sword, which... Uh, I believe Sprite mentions at one point in the movie, she's like, oh, to Athena, she's like, is that the Ebony Blade? And she's like, no, it's Excalibur. And they talk about King Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, The yeah, Ebony yeah. Blade, that's what uh, Jon Snow has there at the end. Okay. Um, and the voice was actually confirmed by the director in an interview. Um, it is actually Mahershala Ali, a.k.a blade for the mcu no shit what really that was that was the basically technical introduction of the mcu's blade whoa what the fuck okay that blew my mind i did not know that holy shit that's amazing wow that's cool okay all right i'm in now yes i like it i like it a lot Um, um can we see where that goes yeah, so who knows? Like she said, she doesn't know what they're going to do with the character Blade. She has no input in that. She was just, you know, she just did this scene and that was it. Like, nah, you know, she, was told, how... she was told to do that. You know Kevin Feige, Feige, whatever his name is, told her to do that. <laughs> well, no, I know. She, like, but she doesn't know why or where it's going to lead or anything like that. Okay, um, fair. I'm, I'm going to wager he might show up in the blade movie <laughs> <laughs> you think <laughs> um well i meant i meant the black knight character okay i'll like, say yeah, yeah i imagine blade's gonna show up in the blade movie <laughs> uh, i'm sorry i'm really loopy today anyway <laughs> so, um so my biggest uh, I guess uh, issue or not issue, but question about this movie is why, why this movie? Why now? What is it about uh, the Eternals uh, that's going to set up this phase or future phases of the MCU? Like what's coming that this was necessary? Huh? Well, <clears throat> for one thing that I, I can maybe speak to it's a good like i don't know where we are in the phase because i feel like i kept hearing everything was the start of phase four uh between the tv show and i think we're uh, still at the beginning um and all that so i think this is a good like intro 
introduction to this next phase that Marvel, the MCU, is going to be doing. Because, you know, we're out of the Infinity phase now, so we're getting into whatever mysterious thing that's going to be happening next that no one can seem to pinpoint. Because it's like, hey, it's Mephisto, or is it uh, <laughs> the Conqueror? Like, we don't know. Um, so, I don't well, I, I don't know. I mean, but I think it's a it good introductory like, movie to, to, to so start off the phase. It looks like between this and Loki... And all of the, uh, you know, the uh, multiverse stuff, and then uh, Quantum Mania with Ant Man, yeah, and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. When you're, we're gonna have uh, the the new uh, Adam character, Adam Warlock, yeah, uh, Adam Warlock. <laughs> uh, that Phase Four is a very cosmic like phase it's okay. more about like space and beyond um and you know bigger and grander and space and time yeah uh so i i don't know what i mean obviously i know they're they're ultimately seeming to be building up to king the conqueror i mean he's already cast and everything and true, shown up true. In loki um but <sighs> Uh, I don't know how it's going to build up. And, you know, if we're already, if No Way Home is already the end game for Spider-Man, you know, we are three or four movies in to phase four and we're already at our end game movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm, you know, I'm not sure if this is this like every movie this phase is going to be massive. Uh, or, uh, like, are they, they're really going for the, uh, ambition here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm, but, you know, to answer your question, I think it's just like, I think it's just like a, I don't know how to put it exactly. Like a way to go from point A to point B. I think they wanted to just like, you know. It doesn't super tie into anything, but they kind of wanted to find a way to introduce, like, Thanos' brother and, uh, like you just mentioned, the Black Knight and all of that. I think this is just, like, a way to introduce that while telling this story. Um, so it seemed important well, to, to the filmmakers to tell this story. And I'm also, like, are they going to do a sequel because they've already again said in interviews they're not even sure if they're going to do an Eternals 2 so but they clearly have plans for the characters yeah uh, so I'm just wondering where they're going to show up like are they going to be in Guardians 3 are they going to be like you know I don't know that's the main place I can see them coming back is Guardians 3 yeah I, I agree with that I because they're in space now you told me they're in space so that makes sense yeah, absolutely. I think that that's probably where they're going to go with that. Absolutely. And I know uh, Adam Warlock <clears throat> in the comics has a big connection to Thanos. Like yes. He's actually a huge character in the Infinity War story and just didn't make it there for the MCU. Right. Um, so <clears throat> they could tie that in with, uh, you know, whatever is Star Fox or whatever his name is, uh, Thanos' brother. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, it'd be interesting. I, I'm interested to know where it's going from here. So it has my attention in that regard. 
Yeah, me too. Um, <clears throat> I think overall the movie was good. It was very nice to look at. It had some fun characters and really fun moments and some really good action. We didn't really talk about that, but the action scenes were like really, really good. Yeah, because there wasn't a whole lot of action. There was like a there was a scene towards the beginning when the uh, the deviants attacked in London. Uh, we get the scene in South America, and then we get kind of the fight towards the end, and that's basically yeah. it. Unless you count some Hayek's death scene, but I don't know yeah. if that was. There, there's too a couple things sprinkled in the middle. But, yeah. Um, but you know, there's the movie. It didn't give a lot of time to develop all of the characters, which I think is its biggest setback, because there were so many characters to introduce, so much mythology and world building and universe building and everything that it had to do, that it Mm -hmm. didn't have enough time left to actually build the characters for this story, Um, like like they could have done. Okay. Uh, But otherwise, I think you know, it was a very pretty movie. Is a very yeah nice movie and uh i don't think it's as bad as something no it's 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 not i mean it's it's not action-packed it's not turn your brain off it's not anything like that but it's not terrible either it's 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 an enjoyable movie it's nice to look at it's decently acted um you know you know some stuff probably could have been cut down a little bit but for the most part, you know, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. It's a good middle of the road MCU movie. You know, it's I. You know, I I will watch it again. It's it's it's, it's definitely not. You know, it's no Dark World. Let me tell you, um, or uh, uh, Norton's Hulk movie. It's it's those are the two worst MCU movies in my opinion. Um, but uh, oh, that'd be an episode idea. Forever low ideas. We just rank the MCU movies. There you go. Oh, write that down. Yeah. Somebody write that down. <laughs> um, All right. Well, we've we've seemingly gone on uh, for quite some time on the. Yeah, episodes. we did a little bit. I, I blame <laughs> myself. I blame myself. It's my fault. Um, uh, we can quickly go into uh, Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldiers, so we don't take up too much time here sure hello i'm jason soto and i'm lisa Leahy, and we're the hosts of the mini cast between the scares a podcast that takes a look at all the films bloomhouse productions have produced you may not recognize the name but bloomhouse has produced a lot of your favorite horror films including paranormal activity insidious the purge and non-horror films like griffin and phoenix and the fever yes those two but the horror ones also include lords of salem Oculus, Ouija. Yeah, but there are also stupid ones like the Tooth Fairy and the Darwin Awards. Alright, alright. So Jason Bloom did some non-horror films, and we'll be covering those too. For better or for worse. Ooh, ooh, like the Gem and the Holograms live action movie from a few years ago? He did that? Uh-huh. Uh yeah, I guess. Anyway, you can find episodes of Between the Scares at rabbitholepodcasts.com or anywhere else you find your podcasts. So come follow us and we'll see you Between the Scares. Are you having a staring contest? Are you ready? Ready? Are you ready? Just blank, sweet Jesus. I mean, how old are you? All right. um, So episodes three and four, this is when... 
uh, we can just kind of lump them together here. Yeah, sure. This is kind of when uh, I the show started picking up for me, especially by the end of episode four. But I think you know that's the point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very much so. That's um, really that. The, there's two things between these two episodes that I think are very important: is <clears throat> uh, Zemo's dancing scene and. <laughs> Walker uh, killing the dude with the shield. Those are probably the two main things from these yeah. two episodes you can get you can get from. <laughs> yeah, uh, Zemo is the highlight, of course. <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> by this point, it's absurdly obvious that uh, Sharon is the whatever. Oh, whatever it's called the power broker. Yeah, the power broker. Very, yeah. very clearly, <laughs> I picked up on that too. Like really early on, I'm like. All right, we get it. She's it was, it was basically I don't know if it was this episode, but it's the part where they're fighting around the uh, the ship containers when they were looking oh. for the the secret lab. It was that yeah. po- that that moment where I was like, oh, it's Sharon. She's a power broker, obviously, yeah. because That's like, like it, it, episode it, three. It, yeah, it felt way too obvious that that was that it was her. <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah. I want to say that's the episode she's like introduced. And uh, it's like clear from her introduction. You're like, oh yeah, she. Well, yeah, that, that too. But but it was yeah. mainly the that that fight at the at the uh, the shipyard the when they're yeah yeah when they were looking for that lab or whatever. I was like, okay, yeah, th- this it has to be her. It definitely has to be her. Because uh, she was like killing these dudes, and then suddenly she stopped, and then just got into a car and drove off. And then it's like, okay, that's odd. All right, she's the power broker. Got it. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I yeah. it was like not even a question. It's like, all right, we get it. Um, and then um, the other thing is, you know, we were against this new Captain America from the start, right? Because he's, you know, uh, very much not Steve Rogers. He's kind of a kind of a dick, but he's also trying to do his job, I guess. But he's kind of. I, th- I felt like he was trying too hard. And, like, he tried way too he hard. Is not, he is not trying to defend the environment. Act of 1990, nearly hard enough. <laughs> no, 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 he was not. He definitely was not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was not, you know, it's around this point, and especially at the end of the fourth episode, um, you know, I was just like, yeah, this John Walker dude has to go. Like, I he cannot be Captain America. This guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, um, and then his partner gets accidentally killed and yes. goes crazy and has taken the out. super soldier serum. Yes. And, like, beats this guy to death with the, with the shield. shield. The shield, yes. Yeah, that, that that like I said, that's the only highlight that I got was that and Zemo dancing. Those are the two things. Um, <laughs> until the the fifth episode, we'll get into that. The, the yeah. one moment from that one, but um, yeah, you know, I I just kept was like, you know, just just can we just hurry up and make um Falcon, you know, Captain America already? Like, yeah. can we get it? Sorry for all you listeners out there that are big fans of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but uh, there's just not a lot to delve into. No, there isn't. Well, the only other thing is um the ending of 3 um when the uh the Wakandans show up. Oh, uh, yeah. Bucky, you know, you know that was kind of a surprise cuz when he's like, "Oh, I'm going to go for a walk for a minute." and he veers off 
and then um uh what's her name pops up uh and then it's like oh okay so we're, we're gonna get the wakandans involved interesting that that's about it otherwise it's yeah, and the part where they had the fail safe on his arm that's what i was taught that was the mo- i didn't i thought i thought that was yeah. episode five for some reason i thought that was later um i could be wrong um but uh yeah yeah that was a good moment too uh, yeah, we're not doing the show justice. <laughs> we're really not. <laughs> but I mean, because it's it's it really should have been a movie. I think I've said this last time, last week. Yeah, it should have just been a movie. They could have cut out most of this, made it just a movie. Um, and it really there is has just to a... be someone who has who who's like cut this movie down into like a two and a half hour thing. Yeah, it could be done. It totally could be done. Um. All just so we can get, you know, Sam to be Captain America. That's really all this was. This whole show was just let's make Captain let's make Sam Captain America, but we gotta make this a struggle. We gotta introduce this new Captain America and then he's gotta have his downfall and then, you know, and stuff we'll talk about next time because that's when all this really comes into play. Um when, you know, uh John Walker's fall to Grace, if you will, happens the next two episodes. Um but, uh, and then, like, you know, the flag smashing stuff is just, you know, she, Carly just kept, like, getting lucky. Yeah. <laughs> and just but kept then, escaping. Like, too far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, it's, it's not that, you know, I can't speak for you, Nick, but it's not like that I didn't hate, you know, that I hated the show. It was just, no, yeah. it was just, it was just kind of like a middle of the road series. It's definitely and, my least favorite of the shows so far. Yeah, and I felt like it could have had potential, um, but I felt like they, they kind of squandered it, and they should have just scrapped it and just made it a two-and-a-half-hour movie, ended, you know, the ending the way it ended, had that be the end of the movie, and then we're on to the next phase. I don't know. Yeah. That's just my thoughts on it. That That's, that's kind of why I feel like we're not doing it justice, but... What you gonna do? Yeah. All right. Well, I I think that pretty much says it all. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you're offended by anything I said, you can email me directly at whateverjasonsoto at gmail dot com and we'll talk. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> uh, and I think uh, that'll wrap it up for this episode. Yep. Um, <laughs> next in the next episode. Jason and I will uh, wrap up Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We'll have a little bit more to talk about, I think, with the last couple episodes. Yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, as well as another rousing rendition of Contenders, where we will discuss which Marvel characters would win in various battles. And by joining the Rabbit Hole Podcast Facebook page, you can vote for who you think would win. Very well done, Nick. Very well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so until then, I'm Nick Joe. I'm Jason Soto. And we will MCUP app later. <laughs> what? That makes even less sense. <laughs>
copyright 2021 rabbit hole podcast rabbit hole podcast.com